Hello, and welcome back to Strange Stories with the Seeker and the Skeptic. I'm Brittany. I'm the Seeker. And I am Jonathan, uh, the Skeptic. Today, we have a very interesting episode that we're actually going to be recording in two different parts. So we're going to be talking about a book that Jonathan and I both read recently called Many Lives, Many Masters by uh, Brian Weiss. And then we're going to pause our recording and we're actually going to do a past life meditation Um, because as you will discover in a few moments, the book that we read, Many Lives, Many Masters, is all about past life regressions. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit about the book that we read. All right. So uh, this uh, this book was written, or at least published in 1988 uh, by a psychiatrist named Dr. Brian Weiss. He had a patient named Catherine um, who had significant anxiety and her life was very disrupted by this. Uh, they did traditional therapy for years. They used medications. Nothing did anything. She just had the same life as before. And so they decided to give hypnosis a shot, which in the late 80s, I think probably was a little, you know, close to fringe, I would I would I would imagine, based on the time frame. Um when they started doing the hypnosis therapy, they got different results than expected. Uh, or at least a side effect, uh, which would be that uh, through these sessions, Catherine started, uh, she started sharing life experiences that she could not have had in the lifetime she was in. Uh, apparently, this treatment went, went on over a course of years, and Dr. Weiss uh, feels that he has learned a lot about the universe that he did not previously know and that generally we don't know as a people so jonathan tell me i believe in past lives i've done a lot of different things working in the akashic records and um guided meditations to have seen some things from past lives um but what's your belief right now today uh well i I I will preface this with the statement that um, both you and other people that I have known in my life have had these types of experiences before, and I I 100% believe that the experiences that you say you have have happened. I, I have no doubt in my mind that these are things that have happened to you. Do do I know? You know, do I feel that I know what they mean? No, uh, but I also have not experienced this before. Uh, uh, it could be that there is, you know, this overarching litany of life after life that souls go through to, in some way, I guess, purify themselves for what goal, I do not know. Uh, it is also possible that, uh, you know, the, the human mind is more powerful than we think it is and we have the ability through things like meditation to see other dimensions and you know other realities you know i mean we've you know we're starting to understand that you know 
time is not what we thought it was. Time may not exist at all. So, you know, I, I don't know where I stand on this, all the, except just to say that, as normal, the people who have had experiences have had experiences. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting about this book um, was what they call and term the Masters, the capital M Masters. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So during um, her work, when she was seeing her past life, she would often get to a point where she was at the end of her life. And then there would be kind of like this transitionary phase that she would go to. And in that space, Catherine was channeling what she called the masters and the masters seemed to be kind of this elevated level of consciousness that would give really important information to Dr. Weiss. And the information actually, they said several times throughout the book that it wasn't really meant for Catherine. Like she wouldn't, she would remember her past lives, but she would not remember what she channeled from the masters. It was really meant for the doctor that she was working with. Um, And they talked a lot about, you know, themes around reincarnation and um, people having karmic debts with one another, meaning some kind of energetic imbalance. So, you know, say your father, they had a difficult relationship in this lifetime, you reincarnate in the next lifetime and you're actually husband and wife. And so then you're kind of balancing out the energetic imbalances or karma between you. Um, so I, those were some of the things that they talked about. It's definitely um, things I've read about and heard about from other sources as well. So there seems to be kind of a, a consistency in the messages and themes that came through with the masters. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely thought that part was very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's very, it, it absolutely, it absolutely is. Um, you know, if, if there is something to all of this. So what, what's interesting to me, uh, one of the many things that's interesting, interesting to me about this is, um, you know, th- this is actually the second book over the past few weeks that I read about this particular thought process the first being a book called the akashic records made easy by a sandra and taylor um which i found to be extremely interesting and informative although um you know some of her language in what the quote masters are kind of veer into christian mythology a little more than i would like but i feel like you know in a lot of ways we use the we use the words we have and maybe that's a, a tradition she comes from and so she uses words like archangel michael as opposed to you know zardoz the omnipotent and maybe you know a, a ufo contact he would would get the name zardoz the omnipotent because that is the context that they have and so i think that a lot of it is you know contextual you mm-hmm. know Before we go any further, I just want to give you guys a quick overview of like what the Akashic Records are. So in the book, Many Lives, Many Masters, they don't talk about um, that Catherine's accessing the Akashic Records, but it is, that's my belief of the level of consciousness that she is reaching. So 
that's what the Akashic Records are. It is a higher level of consciousness. Um, it is described as the energetic records of the universe. So anything that's ever happened, anything that could potentially happen is all recorded in the quote unquote records, which is really it's energy. Um, so it's also called the DNA of the universe. Some think of it as kind of the collective unconscious. Um, so it is a place where you can go and see what people call past lives. You can see future potentials. You can do healings in the Akashic Records because it's at such a high level of frequency um, that just kind of being in this um, energetic space is very healing. You can also work with spiritual guides. Um, so in the meditation that we're going to do, um, you connect with two different spiritual guides in the Akashic Records. So um, kind of the belief is that time is not really linear and we use the term past lives because it's how we conceptualize it we see things as you know uh <laughs> in a straight line you know the 1890s happened before 2023 right but in how probably the universe actually works everything's happening in a dimension all at once so um some people kind of think of past lives more as like alternate lives that we have experienced or are experiencing <laughs> which is kind of you know a mind bend in and of itself um but another belief is that energy does not die that energy um just transforms so if we pass on from this physical life our soul's energy leaves this body and then goes into kind of the spiritual realm and waits until it can reincarnate into another physical form so those are some of kind of the thought processes or beliefs behind you know past lives alternate lives how the akashic records work um just a very rudimentary <laughs> explanation of this but wanted to give you a little bit more background before we go and explore our own journeys into the Akashic Records. Interesting to note, uh, Brian Weiss is actually still living. He's 78. Uh, looks like he lives in Florida now, like many rich old doctors, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, the, my understanding also is that uh, Sondra on Taylor also currently alive. Uh, so the, mm -hmm. these are there are people who are contemporary to us. You know, they they are they are part of the world that we are part of. This is not something that was written by somebody three hundred years ago who you know was told to wear magical underwear. That's not what this is. No, um, I think that's a good point. Um, you know, Doctor Weiss was a man of science and was very skeptical at first. It was really having a hard time, like fitting in what Catherine was reporting dur during her hypnosis sessions because the original point was not for her to regress into past lives. It was just to try to work through the anxieties that she has in this lifetime. Um, and then it just ended up going, that's where she went to. Um, 
And so it took him some time to be like, okay, this is what's actually happening here. And now how do I understand this in a way that my scientific brain can kind of wrap my head around it? Um, I also think for me, it was very interesting because I come from the point of view of being a therapist, but I'm also a therapist who leans more towards doing this type of work with my clients. So doing work in the Akashic Records, doing work with energy. Um, talk therapy can be great for people needing to process something, but a lot of times it does not get to the root of what is causing the problems in your life or the trauma that ex you've experienced in your life. And so I found that working at a more energetic or spiritual level helps people get to that deeper root and heal Um more easily and more quickly and more deeply and I can say that from experience working with people but also from my own experience of doing this type of therapeutic and healing work that's a good point this is very interesting um to kind of loop back around uh one thing that's interesting on a personal level for me is when I was a lot younger um you know I would you would occasionally come across books about Edgar Casey, you know, TV shows with, with you know that that had kind of a supernatural bent would occasionally mention him and you know he's you know he's very sim you know his story is very similar to what we're seeing here. You know, this is this is something that many that multiple people who seem very sincere have found out independent of one another. You know, a lot of Whitney Strebers, you know, past the book communion the rest of the stuff a lot of willie straver stuff seems to go in this direction and actually today uh, listening to another podcast um conspiranormal great great podcast by the way shout out to those guys um found out about something called the seth material by a lady named jane roberts who started publishing in the 70s uh things that she had channeled from a an entity that called itself seth that really seems really super parallel to all of these things. Um, and so that probably I'll be reading that sometime in the near future after I get done with the mountain of other, you know, mystical slash paranormal slash mythical things that are currently on my list of stuff to read. Yeah, we have a long list <laughs> for sure. Which is a good thing. We're it definitely not, not complaining about that. No. So now uh, we've, we've talked about this a little bit, and then there's going to be a little break. Maybe we'll put some, you know, a ding or something in there to denote <laughs> the difference between one and two. And then we're going to do uh, this guided meditation um, and maybe see something, maybe experience something, maybe not. Who knows? You know, I I, I have no doubt that, that she will. I, I don't know one way or another where I will, but we're going to come back. So to you listeners, it will be as if no time has passed, except for the <laughs> ding, if there is one. We'll see. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what transpired after. So a, a psychic a psychic field trip, if you will. A psychic field trip. And I just want to shout out, um, this is a guided meditation that my Reiki teacher, the lovely and wonderful Mary Raposo, recorded probably a very long time ago. Somehow I found it on Amazon. Um, 
is on a CD. So we're, we're going old school today with the CD player. We sure are. We even uh, have rigged up uh, external speakers for it. We're totally, totally going to just write it ghetto today. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm excited. But I've done this meditation a couple of different times. It's a great one. Um, I always experience something. So I'm excited to see what I experience and hoping that John will have an experience too. So we will be back shortly. And we're back. So we just finished the Akashic Records guided meditation to experience one of our past lives. And Jonathan and I have not talked about what we experienced. I definitely had an experience. Um, and Jonathan wouldn't tell me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very eager to hear what happened. So tell me what that meditation was like for you and what happened. Um, well, I, I didn't, and, and I'm not overly surprised by this. Um, I, so the way the meditation thing goes, that's for, you know, the people out there listening is it kind of talks you, you know, through a way of relaxing to try to get your mental state in a place i i expect uh probably akin to hypnosis self-hypnosis maybe um so that you will be able to to have some form of of experience dealing with these things um what happened to me was nothing like the things that were being described on the meditation, but I did uh, feel very relaxed and you know, in my mind, I kept seeing this kind of undulating purple light um, kind of reminiscent of, you know, the, the color out of space in a way. Um, if anybody's ever seen, seen that um and every once in a while i would get a flash of the head of an owl kind of going in and out of focus and then occasionally it would become an eye like a human eye and then it would go back to swirling colors and then back to the owl. And I was awake the entire time. I heard the entire meditation instructions. And it was very interesting. But I did not experience any of the things that were mentioned in the meditation. So, two very interesting things. Um the Akashic record sometimes is referred to like as the eye of God. So that's interesting that you kept seeing an eye, a human eye. Um, I have had that happen in, in meditation before as well. And before we went in, 
I don't know why this popped into my brain, but I was like, I wonder if it won't take you back to a past life experience, but you might see what happened with the owl experience that that popped into my head. So the fact that you're saying you kept seeing an owl pop in and out is super interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Owl, um, I mean, I think it's something that's really important for both of us, given your experience. I've always uh, felt connected to owls, probably starting, you know, as a child, you know, being really into the Harry Potter books. Um, But for me, owls is also like a sign of my spirit, my spiritual self. So if I'm questioning like where I'm getting a message from, I have a way of testing it and so I'm like is this my spirit or is this my ego and so if it's in my ego I get a flash of like a frog image and if it's my spirit I get a flash of an owl image which I don't think that's something I've ever shared with you before no that's the first I've heard of that that's interesting especially with uh, your history of not being a fan of frogs yeah (laughs) absolutely I I am terrified of frogs so it does make sense that a frog would come up as like the fear-based ego part for me. Yeah, for sure. So when you said like the purple light was undulating, kind of describe a little bit more of what you were seeing. Was it like swirling or just pulsing, moving in and out? What did it kind of look like? Kind of moving in and out and folding in on itself. And then every once in a while, like an image will almost surface. And then, and that's where the, the image of the owl head would would come in and then also the occasional glimpse of an eye perhaps uh the head of a gray alien oh really yep that's interesting how did you feel after it was all said and done Pretty, pretty all right and you know a little groggy you know but like i had like i had been almost asleep for a little while i don't think there was a time that i was asleep i remember everything that was said you know i could hear things around me what about you what, what i have a feeling that this was a very different half hour for you than it was for me <laughs> yeah so I saw past life that I've experienced parts of before. Um, So you're guided into what's called the Hall of Records. And when you get into the Hall of Records, uh, you meet with a guide, a spiritual guide. And so when I met with the spiritual guide, I already knew which before, you know, we looked in the book to see what the past life was going to be. Um, I already knew which past life it was going to be because it was this blonde haired woman um, who named herself Angela. And she said that she was a friend of this past life uh, version of myself, who we're going to call Ellen. (laughs) Um, So when we're actually examining the past life, I, the only scene that I saw was her sitting on the floor um talking on the phone which was like attached to a cord to the wall 
uh, she was crying and she was smoking a cigarette. And um, I got the sense that she was <laughs> trying to get drugs. Um, so this is a past life version of me that what did a lot of things to numb. So she would numb through food. She would numb through alcohol and drugs and distraction and all kinds of things. Um, and she died at a pretty young age in, in her thirties. Um, so part of the journey is to explore like, what's the significance to your life and like what lessons or, you know, gifts can you take from this life? Um, and so there's a lot of parallels between my, this past version of myself and who I am today. Um, I have throughout my life done similar things to numb emotional experiences. Um, it seems like she was very much an empath. I'm very much an empath. And so there's times where the emotional energy of other people gets to be too much and you do things to numb. So I think part of my journey today was I've come a long ways in, in that. I don't numb through food as much as I used to or other means as much as I used to. Um, but there's definitely still work and growth that I can do there. So that was kind of the message of the area that I need to focus on in my own healing work is to be present, um, to sit with the difficult emotions, to not just try to push them away or numb them away, um, and to really come back to my spiritual practices like Reiki, um, to cope rather than through maybe some unhealthier means of coping. Um, and then at the end, you're given a gift from this past life version of yourself. And I was given this kind of shining star, um, which she called it soul shine. <laughs> and she put the star in my chest and it was like the gift of like shining my inner light out into the world. And that is, even though she had a very troubled life, um, that was something that she did through uh, music. She was a musician. So she would shine that inner light. And um, the gift was to help me be able to do the same thing. So it was definitely a very interesting um, and cool experience. Like I said, I've I've had awareness of this life before, um, but now seeing things from a different level for deeper healing, I guess. That's very interesting. So that sounds like it was an overall positive experience. Yeah, I'd say so. It definitely was. Cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. some clarity. Um things for me to focus on um deeper understanding of this part of my soul i would say well that sounds awesome very different for sure mm -hmm. something you'd be willing to try again at some point sure i don't see any reason why not i don't know that the that the results is gonna be any different but you know i'm willing to to give it a try. Definitely. So there you have it, people. That was our uh, psychic field trip. <laughs> Which was Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. 
I'm glad that we did it together. Um, and I just believe that we each got what we needed out of that experience. So maybe Jonathan didn't see necessarily a past life, or maybe he did, and we just don't fully understand exactly what he was seeing. Um, but I bet you at a deeper level, he got exactly what he needed out of that experience. So I'm going with that. Fair enough. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you have a strange story you want to share with us, email us at seekerandskeptic at gmail.com. We look forward to talking to you soon.